Captain's Log, Stardate 209.74. Coloration is a slight concern today. Mostly brown, but with a slightly greyish complexion. One end seems to be slightly more bulbous, making it look like a rectal parsnip. We'll adjust diet to try and correct the colour balance somewhat. Message ends. Animals are our best friends, but they can't communicate with us. What happens when we urgently need to talk to our pets? It's time to call John Huntsman, their pet sidekick. Today, John strives to save the life of a hamster that has reached breaking point. Can he succeed? Let's find out. Hello, come in. What's that thing? This is my hamster, Arnold. I knew that. Just a little in-joke between psychics like me. Oh, right. So what's wrong with Arnold? Well, he keeps climbing on top of his wheel and then jumping off. I don't know why. I'm worried he's going to hurt himself. Okay, let's see what I can do. I'm going to meld my mind with his and get to the root of the problem. I'm picking up... I'm getting a lot of things here. Strawberries, a smoky texture, cured in oak barrels. Perhaps a hint of parsley? What does that mean? It means your hamster's chronically depressed. He is? I'm afraid so. It seems Arnold is trying to commit suicide. What? But why? What kind of music do you listen to? Well, now, I don't know. I have an eclectic taste. I'm into all sorts. Radiohead? Yeah? There's your problem. Arnold is trying to kill himself. Your music taste is blowing his buzz. Wow, okay. No more Radiohead, then? And for God's sake, no Morrissey. Heaven knows I'm miserable now. So what kind of music should I play? Arnold is a big fan of Adele. He thinks her album 21 is, and I quote, pop perfection, and that she has the voice of a generation. It helps to take his mind off the boring mundanity of life spent with you. Are you saying that Arnold doesn't like me? Arnold absolutely hates you. He detests your dreary decor, he loathes your languid lifestyle. It's fair to say he'd rather be dead than to spend another moment in your company. I... I had no idea. I I thought he loved me. You've got a lot of changes to make before you get to that stage. Is this fixable? I mean, should I just accept that he'd have a better life if I put him up for adoption? Absolutely not. If he goes to another owner who doesn't believe in the power of paying a monthly fee for a pet psychic, then that could be bad for me. And Arnold. So, what do you suggest? Start with this carefully curated Spotify playlist that I've created, and take it from there. Maybe buy some Adele tickets for me, you and Arnold. Um, And make sure to bring Arnold back for additional appointments that aren't covered in your plan, and we'll assess his progress. Thank you. Thanks for your help. And so, John Huntsman has saved the life of another animal using his psychic gifts. Join us after the break when we'll be looking at an agoraphobic tarantula, a cat that thinks it's a traffic warden, and a Doberman that just can't say no to Blugmange. I really love Adele.
Captain's log, stardate, 209.77. Thin and tubular. Unusual consistency today, with a density way below par. This may indicate a lack of fibre, or merely the day-to-day stresses of the captain's chair. Mental state has been affected by the recent disappearance of several crew members. For the sake of bowels, here's hoping that nothing happens to the ship's chef. We'll attempt to consume more muesli in the mornings. Message ends. Good evening, chummies. Welcome once again to The Etiquette Show. I am your host, Hugh Lunchengrau, and this unwashed fellow beside me is Jim Moss. Hey up, I'll have the know that I've washed my sense specially for the show tonight. Everywhere? Impeccably, me good sir. Well, dear listeners, it appears miracles do occur. And what's the occasion, Jim, me old laddie? Is it mating season for your subspecies already? At least I'm getting some, mate. Last I heard, your bricklayer were laying more than your foundations. And what exactly is that supposed to mean? Should have thought your wife would be the best person to ask. And I'm sure we can find an interpreter so that our listeners can understand your prose, Jim. But for now, let's press on. Now, on previous editions, we have covered the cutlery to the left and right-hand side of the plate. But what about the cutlery stationed above? Can I touch him? No, you may not, Jim. However, I shall give you a rundown of their form and function. I've been looking forward to this. I knew they weren't just for show. At 90% of dinner parties, they are entirely for show. However, as even a man of your station is undoubtedly aware, in high society there exist several, shall we say, exclusive clubs. Like cults? No, Jim. Not like cults at all. No. These are secretive societies that are dedicated to upholding their ancient traditions. So a cult, then? Your one strongly worded complaint from being kicked off this show, boy. You're a bit of a cult, you sen. So, as we can observe, without using our fingers, this particular knife is engraved with several runes. Was that, then? Well, old boy. It's because this knife was used by the flock of Jeremiah as an ancient bloodletting ritual. Yep, that checks out. Perfectly normal and all that. This is just a peek behind the curtain, Jim. If you attend a dinner party during lambing season, and the date happens to coincide with a blood moon, chances are you may be called upon to use this knife. So what does this sin do? Hands behind your back! Please. This is the summoning spoon of Amon-Ra. Amon Ohms? Amon Ra was rumoured to be a terrible, world-eating, immortal beast who slumbers beneath the earth, waiting for a chance to rise again. And while he waits, he sometimes presents this morning when Schofield's got flu. The secretive order, known as the patrons, use this spoon. They believe the spoon allows them to tap into the lifeblood of Amon Ra, consuming his primeval power for their own nefarious purposes. So, like, do they just eat soup with it or summit? Cress soup, naturally. If your host presents you with a cloak and a steaming bowl of cress, make sure you have the summoning spoon to hand. It sounds like a load of old cobblers to me. Regardless of your beliefs, Jim, your host will likely take this very seriously. It would be rude to scorn or mock their traditions. So you just go along with it? 
Anything else would be impolite. I'd tell them they were talking shite. Then I'd nip off and get me sent a kebab on way on. My boy, I can't understand a word you're saying. Nevertheless, let's move on, because we have a lot to cover. Now this drinking straw is said to be imbued with a mystical aura that grants its user a longer life. Nice. I got some bongo in fridge. No, Jim. The straw of the Eternal can only be used once every seventeen years, lest its corrupting nature wither the host away to a husk. A rusk? I quite like rust, Miss N, actually. You know, when my son were born, I used to sneak his rust sometimes. It used to drive my wife crazy with my molten milk breath, and she'd be all like, Jim, have you been at rusks again? And I'd be all, nay, lass, what makes you think that? And then she'd be all like... <clears throat> as enchanting as this window into your depraved life may be, Jim, I'm afraid I'll have to stop you there. We have important matters to discuss. Like straws? Yes, exactly. Now, as we all know, it would be slovenly to drink a regular beverage through a regular drinking straw. However, the straw of the Eternal is a special one-off ceremony where such dispensation is allowed. Dispensation? Is that like a vending machine? Jim, I would appreciate a modicum of solemnity from you regarding these matters. Now this, Jim, please tell me you didn't touch this saucer. What? Be straight with me. Did you touch this saucer at all? I don't know. I, I might have knocked it or something when I spilt my Monster Munch before the show. Jim, you have no idea what you've done. We need to leave now. Hang on a sec. Just let me go and fetch me on bongo. I'm gone. I won't be in next week. I have to lay low until this passes over. All right, who's been at me on bongo? Captain's Log, Stardate, 210.02. Runny, liquid-like state today. Difficult to collect a sample for further analysis. Bio-replicators have been down since yesterday, hence more crew members are relying on chef for prepared food. Resorting to junk food to beat the cues in the mess halls. No doubt this is having some sort of effect. More disappearances yesterday, but this hasn't relieved the stresses placed on chef. Message ends. Hello and welcome to Bungalow Betterment, the show that takes your awful apartments and turns them into fierce flats. I'm your host, Alan Keyes, and today we've had our way with the home of Mr Fred Granger. Hello Alan. Say, didn't you used to present a different show? No, nope, nope. It's always been Bungalow Betterment. Really? I could have sworn it was called Home Help or something. Nope, you are mistaken and possibly senile. Now, do you want to see your new home or not? Oh. Go on, then. Okay, we've changed the layout, so you now walk straight into the bedroom. Oh, right. Lots of red and black in here. 
Yes, we wanted to make a romantic space for you and... What's what's your wife's name? Mavis. For you and Mavis. As you can see, we've gone for leather bed sheets and a very distinctive chain motif. Oh, work. What's this contraption in the corner? This? They call it a horse. What you do is you attach the other person's wrists and ankles with these harnesses and... I'd, I don't think I'd get down there, not with my knees. Well, you better get them operated on because you're going to be spending a lot more time on them from now on. What are these on the walls? Paddles. And no, they're not for white water rafting. I wish they were. We also took the liberty of altering your wardrobe and its contents. Hope you like black tight-fitting outfits with lots of studs. Can I look at the rest of the house? You certainly can, but it's exactly the same in every room throughout. Please, Alan, I, I have grandkids who come to stay. You're welcome. And that's yet another successful renovation from us at Bungalow Betterment. Now, I'm off to take the Dulux dog for a walk. See you later. Alan, wait! You join us here on the fifth day of Ruffs 2018. My name is Dan Smavers. And I'm Rick Hiccup, and we're very excited this afternoon here in the Houndold Room. That's right, Rick. We've already witnessed the judging for several events here, including Best Gate, Most Saliva, and Liveliest Tongue. That's right, Dan. The results of those competitions should be coming up on your screens now, but now it's the moment we've all been waiting for. Best of show. That's right, Rick. This is the moment where generations of inbreeding will finally pay off. That's right, Dan. Our first competitor is called Lady Sutherland. She's a miniature panzer wagon, but you'll definitely have no problem spotting her. That's right, Rick. The most distinctive feature of Lady Sutherland is that the legs have been bred right out of her. That makes her the perfect adornment for the inside of a handbag, or as a draft excluder. That's right, Dan. Watching her roll along the ground so gracefully makes me really appreciate the irreparable damage we're doing to their species. That's right, Rick. And as her owner drags her off the show floor, we're now getting a look at our next competitor. That's right, Dan. This competitor's name is Harold Shingles. He's a German leopard, and he seems very excited to be here. That's right, Rick. All five of his tails are wagging profusely. The backdraft he's generating has caused several of the nearby advertising standings to collapse. That's right, Dan. According to our information, he started the competition with ten tails, but he managed to wag half of them off near the concession stand. That's right, Rick. Oh, hang on, it seems my hot dog's here. Finally. So who's next? That's right, Dan. Next up is Daddy Matrix. She's a noir novella, and I have to admit I'm having a hard time looking at her. That's right, Rick. Her distinct markings are so dark, light cannot escape from her coat. Viewing this animal is like staring at the end of creation itself. That's right, Dan. I'm not sure why humanity has deemed it appropriate to breed a creature with a coat this black, but I'm quite sure I like it. That's right, Rick. I think my eyes may never recover. That's right, Dan. And soaring in from the rafters is our next contender. I believe the Latin name for this breed is Vampiricus Nosferatus. These beasts were specifically bred for cave warfare, swooping down and draining the victim of their precious blood. That's right, Rick. What's the contestant's name? That's right, Dan. It's Graham. That's right, Stick. Luckily, in recent years, these animals have had the teeth bred right out of them. There's no threat to any of the judges here today. That's right, Flan. Although that may not be true of our next competitor, the giant flaming skull. That's right, Slick. I'm trying to find the name of this particular breed, but... I can't see anything in my program notes. 
That's right, Gran. In fact, it seems that this giant flaming skull doesn't have an owner with it today. That's right, Prick. This skull appears to be opening some sort of portal to the Neverworld. That's right, Lam. The judges and other competitors are being sucked into a hellish underworld. The commentary box is also starting to come loose. Do you think this truly is the end of days, Rick? If it is, let it be known that this commentator regrets nothing. Same here, Rick. Same here. We now go live to the Elder Demon for a ringside update. You're all gonna die, bitches! Captain's Log, Stardate 210.07 Fibrous tissue found in store today, similar to a human fingernail. Nail-biting activity has increased lately, which possibly explains this phenomenon. Otherwise, colour and uniformity lies well within average parameters. Encouraging signs. Message ends. Tapping from within the wrapping, light escapes between the gapping, yesterday spotted flippers flapping, restraints have started snapping. Awareness, glory. Inspector view collapsed pylon conduitor, structural related errors abound, discoveration of subsidization of dwell shelters, dwelter inhabitationators, unimpressed. Mob gathered for chase strides and beat pummels. Pursuit later resulted in cave crouch tempo period, retonation homebound, shutter clamped. Boiling neonervatine systemable will later retrieve tubermatronic blow trump to accompany their rhythmic banging upon the door famable. In other news, beard caught on ramp. Wriggling. Where am I? He's awake! Thank God he's finally awake! What's going on? Whoa, steady there. Don't get up too quickly. You're bound to be a little woozy after everything you've been through. I don't remember anything. Do you know who you are? Jake. Jake Jensen. That's a good start. Do you remember the accident? I've been in an accident. Oh, yes. A hideous, terrible, life-changing accident. It was incredible. Like something out of a film. Blood and viscera absolutely everywhere. Frankly, I'm surprised we managed to gather enough parts of you to save you. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. No doubt it's a lot to take in. But don't worry, because we have rebuilt you with the most cutting-edge experimental technology we have. Take a look at your left hand. Whoa. What the hell is that? Your new robotic hand. Like it? It's... it's kind of amazing. I know, right? I designed it myself. There's quite a few nifty little features, such as a retractable fingers, reticulated knuckles, a Bluetooth connectivity. You could probably punch through solid steel with that thing. What does this do? That's the torch. You'll also find a built-in calculator and an alarm with snooze functionality. This is really cool. Anything else? Yep. Take a look at your right hand. What? What the fuck have you done to me? A sun cream dispenser. Now you'll have fresh sun cream wherever you go. What use do I have for a sun cream dispenser? 
well, even if you don't, other people around you may want sun cream. Don't be selfish. I, I need to get up. I need to get some fresh air. Wait, before you stand up, take a look at your legs. What are these? Nate, huh? Your left leg is a flamethrower, and your right leg is a hosepipe. Just in case you need to put out any of the fires that you start. Why have you done this to me? You're welcome! But that's not all. You now have detachable earlobes. Your teeth are cocktail umbrellas, and your chin has been replaced with a parson's bracket. Fuck! What's my wife going to think of me? Your wife? Right. Um, I wouldn't try and get too intimate with her. Why? What have you done? We replaced it with a tuning fork. I'll... I'll kill you! Oh, swing and a miss there, champ. Probably because you have no death perception since we replaced your left eye with a magic eight ball. How am I supposed to lead a normal life like this? A normal life? Ah, let's see. Outlook, not so good. (laughs) You try and help someone and they just throw it back in your face. I tried to make you more than a man, a superhuman, a god! And this is how you thank me. I'll give you some time to adjust, my lad, and when I get back, I expect an apology. Captain's Log, Stardate 210.12. No sample to test. Attempts to produce a sample were lengthy, yet painful and futile. Sustenance is becoming scarce. Bioreplicators are still non-operational. A mess hall filled with protesters. Accusations against Chef have forced him into hiding. Increasing crew disappearances and starvation are ongoing concerns. Message ends. Hello, boys and girls. I'm Ding. And I'm Dong. It's time for Time Town. Hey, Ding. What's a couple of charms like us doing in a place like this? Whoa, whoa. Hey, now. What's going on here? Yeah. Who are these idiots? We're the Chime Brothers. I'm Ding. And I'm Dong. I think there's been a mix-up, you see. This is Time Town, and we're the stars here. That's right, we're Tick and Talk. Oh, I'm sorry, we're new in town. We just moved in down the road. Where am I, manners? How do you do? As much as I'd like to shake with you, dong. (laughs) (laughs) You need to leave. Yeah, this is our town. It's no trouble. It's just, you two were late, and the boys and girls here were... I'm sorry, Did you just accuse us of being late? Oh, now you've done it. Hi, Ding. Hi, Dong. Hi, second hand. Looking good there. Nice and trim. Thanks. You guys are great. Aren't they great? Shut up, second hand, you little suck-up. Yeah, piss off. No one likes you. That wasn't very nice, was it? He's a nice guy. He helped us move in. He's a little shit. He gets what he deserves. 
I must say, you two seem like a nasty pair of bullies. Yes, I don't think you're setting a good example for the boys and girls at home. I'm a bad example? At least I'm not called Dong. (laughs) (laughs) What's so funny? I don't get it. Oh, come on, Dong. (laughs) Ignore them, Dong. Let's go home and leave them to their little show. Hey! Hey! Don't you walk away from me when I'm laughing at you! Yeah, take this. Oh! Hey! Oh! Stop! Stop! We didn't want to do that. Although, perhaps you'll think twice about being such rude bullies in future. Hey, guys! Oh, what happened to them? We've been talking. Tick and Tock aren't going to pick on you anymore, are you? Well... Are you? No, sir. Now say sorry. Sorry, Sorry, second hand. It's okay. Gotta run. I'll catch you later. Who's such a nice kid? Anyway, I suggest you say bye to the boys and girls, and then go home to think about what you've done. Okay. Bye, boys and girls. Yeah. Bye. Captain's Log, Stardate 210.14 Mighty, meaty, and somewhat satisfying. Chef found living between the inner and outer walls of the ship. Offered him refuge in the captain's quarters in exchange for exclusive meal preparation. With full stomach, crew disappearances no longer seem distressing. Expecting more consistent stools for the foreseeable future. Message ends. He went to Greece, he had a fist for calling He called all the waiters, Manuel or darling, that's where I Caught his eye He told me that his dad's an expat In that case I said I'll skip the chit-chat He said fine And in 30 seconds time He said I wanna live like gammon people I wanna be free of the tyrannical you Wanna be like gammon people I wanna Brexit so hard with you Well what else could I do? I said oh, let's watch ITV News I took him to a doctor's surgery I don't know why, but I thought goodness was in him somewhere So I tried to find it There I said the NHS has no money He just laughed and said, oh, you're so funny I said, yeah Well, I can see plenty of people dying in here Are you sure? You wanna live like gammon people You wanna see whatever gammon people see Wanna believe their sides of buses You wanna side with gammon people like me But he didn't understand He placed the mail into my hand Buy a flat and rent it out 
But not to refugees with gout And vape outside and play some pool They don't teach common sense in school But still you'll call a spade a spade While you're in bed not getting laid Watching bimbags climb the wall Why won't those foreign lads collect it all, yeah? You'll always live like gammon people You'll always do whatever gammon people do Cause when you fail like gammon people You'll watch your sovereignty slide out of you Because of Merkel and the EU I bet that Junker's in on it too Sing along with the gammon people Sing along and it might just get you through Lie along with the gammon people Even though Remainers are laughing at you And the stupid things that you do Because you think the past is cool Don't wanna live with gammon people like you I don't wanna live with Gammon people like you don't wanna live with gammon people like you don't wanna live with gammon people like you.